a Welcome to Wraith Unlimited product, it is one of the shorter printed cards. Taking consideration on what hero you plan to play and like your matchups, but like really what it comes down to is Hi all and welcome to episode 24 of the Win and End podcast. I am your host, Eric Darrenheim, and today I got my other two amigos here, my co-hosts, Gabe Honstein and uh, Jonathan Wyatt. How y'all doing? Great. Doing well, Eric. How are you? Doing good. Um, a lot to talk about today. This is probably going to be one of our longer podcasts because we are fresh coming out of Baltimore. Uh, me and Jonathan, so sad that Gabe couldn't come with us, but me, Jonathan, and the rest of Team Sneep went to the Pro Tour and the calling and all everything that Baltimore had to give. So we got a lot to break down there. And then we're going to talk about the road to nationals coming up as well and what to kind of expect and, you know, going forward there. So uh, we got a lot of time. Well, let's just get right into it. We'll start with Baltimore. Um, so first thing, we'll, we'll go through the timeline. You know, Thursday happens and we get the, if you attended, you got the players meeting where you get some little sneak peeks into what to be expected from uh, dust to dawn, and a lot was mentioned there. Now, Jonathan, you weren't able to be there, nor were you, Gabe, but I'm kind of curious, and I'll ask you first, Jonathan, is what is some of the big things that you took from this meeting? Uh, yeah, so it seems like we revisited a lot of interesting topics, especially around uh, like the new prism that um, we're getting. So a lot of uh, announcement really towards that dust toward, uh, till dawn section. And uh, that was really exciting to see because uh, I think a lot of us are anticipating, you know, uh, a second coming of the spawn arc and introducing the new heroes. So that was kind of one of the biggest announcements uh, was just that we were going to see more. Um, we got a little sneak peek of a young prism early on and then uh, another yeah. young runeblade yeah. hero that was not chained. Kind of interesting. It was not chained. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Vincent, I think so that's cool. the name. Yeah, that's what ended up getting spoiled at the end. Uh, looks kind of interesting. You know, I heard a lot of people kind of uh, see the hero at first, and then they were like, you know, like that's kind of weird, uh, a, a Runeblade female. But you know what? We're accepting around here, right, at Team Sneep. We we like to see these females <laughs> enter the fray, enter the fray of combat. And then also this this new Runeblade uh, looks like she had like spikes kind of uh, going in her, like a little bit of that. Uh... She's into acupuncture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She she really enjoys that <laughs> that you know that Eastern medicine. You know, really going for that. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it really fits that like Runeblade theme, and also it's kind of a little sadistic in, in some some terms so i'm like really hyped for it when i actually started explaining it to other people and like talking about it a little bit more i got a lot of people hyped on the rune blade train so hoping that um you know some of our viewers end up following that and uh join along with me i'm really excited to see uh you know these new heroes and uh i think it's a lot of mm -hmm. cool stuff that came out i mean it, it makes perfect sense um you know we have chain who's been long banned uh, or because Living Legend, I should say. And then Briar is probably going to hit that here at this RTN season, mm -hmm. you know? So, of course, you got your classic Viscerai. 
but it feels like this was needed. It feels like you needed to have another rune blade, especially a shadow one, um, just to make use of those dimensional gateways and what have you. But um, curious because Seeds of Agony is officially unbanned as well, so we'll kind of see what goes down there. But yeah, rune blade mains kind of needed this new hero, as well as prism mains needed their new hero because a lot of you know, old Prism mains tried to do Dromai and just didn't feel the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for no, sure. For so sure. I don't think we've seen anything as far as hero abilities yet. So we've only been spoiled on, like, names and a little bit of, like, health values here. Um, but, you know, mm -hmm. uh, LSS has not steered us wrong on any heroes, I believe, so far. I think we, sure. mm -hmm. you know, I think uh, at the end of the day, we always see something, like, really exciting and that will shift the meta. So really, really happy to see these new heroes finally, you know, re-enter the fray, also in, like, different forms. So, like, I don't know. It's just, uh, I think, a lot of positive things coming here forward, you know? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, I also want to just comment on your uh, your accepting, uh, you know, the woman room blade. I had one person ask me over the weekend, um, I was behind the booth and they're asking me, you know, what do you think the ratio from like male to female characters are in this game? And I was like, I think it's like 50%. And like, I, I took the time and I like, you know, counted each one and yeah, like sure enough, it's pretty damn close to being like 50%. So yeah, LSS has always had an equal, you know, women heroes and male heroes, um, and it doesn't feel forced or overdone or anything, so that's always really nice too. Yeah, I feel like one of the one of okay. the really good things that this like that they do here is that they give a lot of representation, like across the hero base, they whether do. that's yeah. for um, you know male, female, non-binary, uh, anything like that. So always really good that LSS keeps a you know uh, a thought on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the Arachne being non-binary, like didn't feel like it was out of place, you know, felt like, okay, cool, you know, <laughs> like it didn't feel too forced or anything. Exactly. Uh, all right. So Gabe, what do you think about the, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. the news? I think, well, first I'll talk about Vincent real quick, just with the art. Cause yeah. it's so cool. Like the candle lights. And then I don't know if you see like the hooks hanging from the wall and the handcuffs that have blood on them. Like, you know, yeah, some fun stuff awesome. is going down in there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just stoked for the art. So cool. Um, Prism looks gorgeous as ever. But I think the thing that I took away the most, that I was most excited for from that banquet, was the promo packs they have for judges and how we're going to be do, introduced yeah. to new cold foils that have never been cold foil before, such as Pummel. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm over the moon to see what kind of stuff they have in the works for that. So I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, very, very cool. Like. Uh, yeah, that adjudicator. Yeah, 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 yeah. That adjudicator border looked kind of interesting. So that was kind of our first look at that, as far as like on mm -hmm. pummel, because that's the the border that they're kind of replacing. So, you know, we're kind of looking forward to seeing if they have that to other cards. See what kind of uh, things we can see more on the judge line of uh, of class and traits. You know, so cool. Honestly, what better time now to be a judge? Literally, like, the the game is. I think well developed so i don't think it's like too challenging to become one and then you get rewarded pretty well 
Obviously, you can't play the events you judge, so you lose out on that, but you are rewarded with very good promos that are probably worth, you know, in the triple digits, mm-hmm. honestly. So you're probably doing just fine there. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, yeah. And then let's see. I'm trying to think of what else. Obviously, those two big, you know, spoilers for the new heroes coming out were the biggest ones that occurred mm-hmm. in this, uh, on the Thursday player meeting deal. Um, I, oh, one thing that was, um, noticed is that, uh, we actually didn't find out when we are going to get the <laughs> bigger events, uh, coming for the rest of the year. Um, it was TBA. Mm-hmm. That was the official response. So, um, you know, we do have some nationals that have been, uh, published, but if you're here in the States, you still are wondering when your nationals is going to be. Uh, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we'll know, but you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, that was one of the things that was missed. But I think when it, you know, you get the joy of like seeing these new heroes, you kind of forget. They, they made it worthwhile. <laughs> they made it worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of forget to ask and whatnot. So yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, are we uh, missing anything? Yeah, so I just wanted to, to quickly mention on that, um, you know, we kind of brushed over the Dust Till Dawn side of things. There were quite a few announcements on that. So um, with the mm-hmm. pr- the new Prism, um, and there's going to be a new adult Prism uh, name and a new mm-hmm. young Prism name. So that's kind of interesting. So we'll see what kind of hero abilities they have. I don't know whether they're going to be the same or different because the names are different. So kind of excited to see right. what LSS does there, but also on the Prism and Vincent side of things, um, for those heroes, they're going to be releasing 10 serialized cards printed by the artist. That's right. So hand-drawn, so very special cards um, for people to open. So that should bring a lot of excitement towards the Dust Till Dawn side of things. And then they've also mm-hmm. decided to introduce um, the Marvel print. Um, so, you know, just kind of being me, I was a little worried hearing that at first because being a player, uh, and getting these cold foil heroes at, you know, our road to nationals and nationals events, I was a little worried that they were going to, you know, bring down the value of those cards. So I mentioned that to other players, but then of course, you know, LSS always knows how to quell the fears, right? James White's pitching right into that quell, right? So, you know, as, as he's stacking into that, right, you know, they're, they said that they're going to only print 100 of the Marvel variant of these heroes, which is, like, super, super short print. This is going to be even shorter than... It's insane. Yeah, shorter than the Emperor, right? So, like, yeah. they're, they're really trying to bring the value forward of these cards and uh, really hype in these announcements. So I think a lot of people have a reason to open up this Dust Till Dawn product and uh, be excited for it. So, you know... Uh, just kind of wanted to finish up by saying that this Dust Till Dawn product is going to be extremely hype. There's going to be a lot of uh, good things that's going on for it. New heroes, like high rarity cards, and like, you know, they they kind of announced that super recent. So, yeah, very excited. A lot of news. And uh, hopefully, you know, I don't think we were able to get everything, but uh, just because there was so much. But, you know, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, I think the people that play this game and uh, enjoy it have a lot to be excited about in these coming months. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, good, good call on that. I totally forgot mm-hmm. about the serialized deal. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the big things here. It's the first time Flesh and Blood or LSS is doing it, so uh, we see it in uh, Magic. 
Um, sports cards. I don't know if Pokemon sports cards definitely has it. So it seems like it's the trend of TCGs. So. Uh, okay, so that was Thursday. On the Friday, this is the first day of the Pro Tour. So we'll talk about the Pro Tour now. Um, there was four rounds of CC into three rounds of draft. And then day two, three rounds of draft into four rounds of CC. And all in all, we get the results, which comes out to um, Dromise in the top eight, you know. <laughs> So, Jeremiah got some representation. We saw two of them. Uh, Mara being the you know most representative as she was in the finals. Mm-hmm. And then we see what we expected, which was four Lexis in the top eight. So, taking over half of the top eight. Um, all fuseless uh, with their own variants here and there. We've got one Azalea. So, Ranger was represented quite strong. And then... We have the one Oldham that took it all with Michael Fang at the helm. And what better guy to do it? Uh, Class that guy. You can see it through, you know, even after he won, you know, just couldn't believe that he won himself and just gives all the thanks to everyone else. Um, So you love to see, like, the good guys win, and that's definitely is the case here. Sweetheart. Yeah, 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 that definitely seemed to be the case for, like, Team Wolfpack in general, like, you know, for, for the Pro Tour and uh, the calling. I don't want to, you know, spoil on ahead, but, uh, yeah, their team had a really good performance uh, this weekend, so. Which Brandon called it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Wolfpack is strong, that is for sure. I mean, it, they have a good amount of members, and the amount of work they put in, it, it showed that it worked. Um, I heard that there's a... A guy uh, like from Germany, he's uh, followed them around with oh, a, a camera. Tales of and, Alex. Yes, Tales of Alex. So uh, whenever that video comes out, I'll obviously be watching that. That seems super interesting. But a little little sneak peek uh, for our listener. Apparently, these guys on Wednesday, or, or I think it was Thursday, they rented a room in a hotel and like spent seven hours looking at every single Outsiders cards just going through a slide and like talking about each and every one. So it shows the work that got put in and um, yeah, we're, we see heavy representation of the Wolfpack in nice. both pro tour and calling. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I want to talk about real quick is that the old man got his points mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he, he now we're, we could actually have this conversation, you know, is he going to be away? Is he going to go away during the RTS season? You know, he's about where Briar was last, mm-hmm. uh, like, PTQ season. So it kind of makes you wonder, is, you know, are, is Oldo and Briar going to drift away? Yeah, I know where we kind of talked about a little bit before, like, you know, the Pro Tour even came out. Like, we were kind of questioning, is Briar, or not uh, Briar, is Oldham going to hit Living Legend before Briar? Because, mm-hmm. like, Briar's just, like, right there. But like yeah, she's so close now. Ultimate, he's been making like some moves to get up there, and now he's he's up there too. So I think uh, I think more than likely than not, like this road to national season, we might see both of them living legend. So like I don't know, like it's that's pretty, that's pretty huge, right? Yeah, yeah. It just shows, especially with when we're seeing four Lexis in the mm-hmm. top eight. 
Tozavaria <laughs> was strong. That was a strong set. Oh, man. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to ask, like, you know, like, Tales of Aria being, like, the big set, it seems like that seems to be kind of a narrative, um, this Road to National season. So I wanted to ask Gabe, you know, like, uh, you know, Briar's getting really close there. I know you're a Briar main as well mm -hmm. as I am. Are you kind of interested uh, to, to play her a little bit more? Oh, like, man. What's, what's the situation <laughs> there? That's hard. So it's like... <clears throat> Oh yeah, I always want to play Briar because I have the most reps. I love that deck. But I recently started playing Lexi because, you know, you got to try it out. And that deck is just equally as fun where you just do a nasty turn with Rain Razors and three of a kind. And you're like, wow, it's like Channel Mount Heroic, but I get more cards to attack with. So I don't know. I think definitely I'll be looking at Lexi as my main deck. Um, but then Briar will be right on the back heel if I decide to switch or if I decide to do a different road to nationals after I probably hopefully win it with Lexi on the first one. And then we'd probably jump yeah. in with the Briar train. Yeah, nice having that pocket pick. So I was just kind of yeah. curious your thoughts there. But uh, yeah, like Ultim and Lexi definitely on the forefront there. But I mm -hmm. just love that these Tales of Aria heroes are still prominent. Oh, you know, I, I feel like they're strong. Yeah. Without a doubt, like their weapons, I think, was the biggest part of them. Because two of the weapons are already banned. And you can only play Voltaire. <laughs> so you might as well choose the one that's not banned and see what you can do. Because, oh, I don't know. It's just busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true yeah the majestic and then like yeah rosetta thorn being a common like whew. uh that's you know what actually that's kind of reminds me on something like rosetta thorn going away i'm curious to see what vincent will have as far as a replace weapon cool come back i mean so isn't that maybe so my question is like so they they made rosetta thorn briar's weapon but wasn't it originally supposed to be dust played I don't know. Um, Voltaire is and then Winter's Whale is Oldham. So you would think right. Dustblade would have been. Cause that's what, I guess when I say their weapons were banned, I meant Dustblade got preemptively banned, and then Winter's Whale got banned. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I figured that's what you meant there. I'm going to see here. It says Briar has Rosetta Thorn. So, yeah, I, I don't know if they've ever changed that. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious if... Vincent will have a Shadow Runeblade weapon, or if she'll have a Runeblade oh, okay, weapon. Yeah, totally. So that, you know, because Rosetta Thorn was by far the biggest thing given to Runeblades. So if she goes, you got to hope that Vincent kind of comes in replaced. Is Dustblade Elemental? I gotta look. Uh, no, it's oh, just, no, that's just a flat, yeah, flat Runeblade card. And then, um, you know, nice. something that. Yeah, so like, uh, kind of curious what Vincent gets, but you know they took away our Galaxy Black, you know. So now that we don't That's have that, chain, Galaxy like, Black did get taken away. Yeah, we're in Shambles. It's Nebula Blade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So that was that was the Pro Tour side. Um, very. You. By the way, like I just want to say, like this is really cool. Um, for this Pro Tour, they had like a viewing section so mm -hmm. that. You know, you can get on elevated and like watch the game, and I thought that was very cool. I think this, you know, we we had our fun with like the the big tent of Four Worlds, um, and then there's the whole fiasco for Pro Tour One with like not having enough seats for people and like you know not you know a lot of people not being able to play in the calling. And this this Pro Tour was actually very well done. Um, the event looked awesome. It, it looked very professional. It, it reminded me of like the big magic ones. Um, they had like a lot of new features. They had 
different stages. It was very, very well put together. Yeah, I really like the venue. It seemed like, uh, as far as like you know, a lot of these conventions are concerned. I, I actually like the the inside of this convention center. Um, now, I think we can. I, I think there's room to talk about the city and stuff like that. And like maybe Baltimore wasn't like my favorite place to go to. Uh, I've actually never been before. So and that that seemed to be, kind of be the story for some of these Pro Tour competitors. But um, overall, I kind of liked the venue. I thought it was like a good space. And uh, yeah, like you said, very professionally well done. So kind of excited to see Star City Games, you know, show what they had for the Pro Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Star City Games is one of the best in the business, and it shows right there. <laughs> um, all right, so moving on. Uh, so Pro Tour went through all three days. If you made it all the way to Top 8, you played into Sunday as well. Uh, the calling started on Saturday, and yet again, every calling breaks the previous record with the how many players there are, and this one broke it. 918 players. That's an insane amount. Crazy. Usually in a calling, you would have seven rounds, and X2 makes it to day two. Well, because there's so many people, there is eight rounds this time. Um, massive amount, and as mentioned before, everyone was able to play. There was no, you know, we're sold out. Everyone was able to play. It was really, really cool, really fun there. And, uh, yeah, me and Jonathan, we scrubbed out the Pro Tour, so we played the Calling as well. Uh, Jonathan, you switched to Zuri. I stayed on the Lexi train. And then uh, we got Paul and uh, to, to be able to play as well as Blake. So we had – Snape came, came in uh, for the Calling. Um, but, yeah, and we all had fun, and that's what we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, on that note for Zuri, like, that was kind of interesting because, like, uh, you know, we only saw, like, five of them or so in the Pro Tour. but then Yeah, we saw... very little – yeah, and then we saw way more. I think there were like 50, 50 plus <laughs> at the calling, right? Mm-hmm. So like that that was kind of interesting as well. You know, everyone's trying to show off their their assassin deck. You know, I thought I'd throw myself yeah. into the fray. Not not the not the coolest assassin player, but uh, you know, assassin's a lot of fun. That's all I gotta say. That's Zuri is a ton of fun, and I will say a lot of Arachnes too. Uh, my round one, I lost to an Arachne, which I kind of knew that was a bad matchup. I think Arachne didn't get a lot of love because people just didn't play test with um, them. Like, because Arachne is actually, like, really good uh, in in this meta. Um, but I just think Arachne was underexplored. But So I lost to one. So speaking of uh, Assassins, but I did end up coming out with a positive record. But and if this was a normal size tournament, I would have day two. But because it was so big, I lost to an old at the very end. It was hella unfortunate, and so we all had a good time, and we all, you know, drank our sorrows away that later that night. Um, <laughs> but enough about us, because let's talk about what made it into the top eight. And this uh, top eight was a lot different um, than the Pro Tour top eight. You saw a more diversity of heroes, um, and we have we we still have the same suspects. There was two Lexis, one Azalea, so Ranger still represented strong. Oldham was much more represented at this with three Oldhams in the top eight. Um, we have the most wild card of them all, which is the Viserai. <laughs> uh, Viserai made it all the way to top eight, which. 
surprised me, honestly. I thought Briar would have been the better Rune Blade, but Viserai, Zach Bun's Viserai really came through. And then we have the winner representing Dash. Uh, so Merrick Kip representing Dash won the calling um, with the exact same list of the Dash that top aided Battle Hard Richmond. So, you know, don't fix what's not broken, basically. I just love the Viscerai that made it. Like, did you look at the list yet for it? I did. I did. Yeah. So sweet. It, it looked pretty stock, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, with the one exception, there was a. Uh... Go ahead, say it, Gabe. Okay? What's the exception? I'm, well, I'm double checking myself now to make sure I wasn't looking at their AUG list. I mean, it's pretty stock, but there's one was big thing that stands the out. Crown in this list. Yeah, that's that's, that's the big thing. That's why it's awesome. It had a crowd. Crown of Providence. Yeah, running Crown of Providence with Cashins. Uh, I feel like crown that's Dominion. how you have to do it. Oh, Dominion, my man. Um, yeah. There's so many crowns. Um, no, crown of Dominion with Cashin. Uh, I I am all about that. I felt like if Rudley was going to have a chance, you had to like you had to get explosive, and Cashin just lets you do that. So hats off, hats off. So cool. <laughs> all right, so that was the calling, and then on Sunday, for those who did day two the calling or didn't top eight the pro tour, you get to. Pl- Facing the like hardest battle hearted of your life because this is when all the the pros that did top eight the pro tour come and play. Uh, Three hundred and forty players playing <laughs> at this battle hearted. That's a lot. Oh my god, that is a lot. Uh, that's like three and a half times more than you know, your typical battle hearted. Um, it was blitz, and as we could kind of expect, you know, especially with Icelander and Oldham um, both reaching. Living Legend. This is like their last time to be played. Uh, Ice Center won and was heavily represented in this with five of the top eight spots representing Icelander. Uh, we saw one Oldham, we saw one Prism, and then we saw one Kano. So uh, Icelander is no more. Not, so is Oldham. So the new Blitz meta is coming. Hey, but what goes away comes more great things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was basically it. There's a cosmetic contest, you know, that always happens. Um, you know, every time I see these cosmetic contests, I just realize I just have to buy my tailor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that was like really interesting because like, uh, everybody at the cosplay contest, you know, just looking at the you know the cosplayers passing by everybody had put in a lot of really good effort into their mm-hmm. uh, you know into their costumes and like you know it was it's a fierce competition it really is like i don't know like the amount of time and effort these people put in like oh, yeah. yeah it i'm glad it's fierce but uh you know the the one that we saw that was like really interesting uh min max games was kind of helping uh this dash cosplayer put together her her outfit and she was actually running the uh nitro mechanoid as yeah. a cosplay, right? So she's like on stilts and everything, like walking yeah. around. Like, it's pretty epic, right? It was pretty insane. Yeah, it was really cool. And, you know, she's been cosplaying Dash forever and just like would always get second or third. So I was, I was happy to. Uh, Rachel Stoddard. I don't, Rachel. Yeah. Um, anyways, she uh, she finally got her first. Um, and then this Taipan, or the, yeah, Taipan is. Uh, got second, and I actually thought that it looked, looked so it looked good, really cool. Yeah, um, 
but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing is that, yeah, like you said, everyone's really putting, putting hard effort into it. Yeah. Bringing out the big um, guns. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I just want to say real quick that, uh, I had a lot of, my name was uh, Sneep, um, during this weekend. Um, and I just want to say, I appreciate you guys coming out and finding me. Uh, if you felt like you found me and, um, uh, you know, you didn't get a promo and you want a promo, just hit me up. I'll give you a promo. Like I, I forgot to bring the promo guys. <laughs> that was like the big story of my end. Um, but some of you, I got a hold of, and I'm sending them out tomorrow. Um, but I just want to say thanks for coming up, saying hi. I really appreciate that. That's always the best part about it. So thank you there. Yeah. yeah I really appreciate everyone's support, uh, to the channel and, and all that. So thank you. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just say it because I'm not too proud. <laughs> um, I got the casters to wear my shirts, and that was fucking awesome for me. I was very stoked about that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's like another big story of the oh, yeah. event, right? It's a huge Team thing. Sneep and Metal Fab Tokens kind of uh, had that, but really not Team Sneep. We're talking uh, Flesh and Bobbles here, right? Mm -hmm. So, Eric, can you kind of give us a rundown of what happened at the event? Yes, I can. <laughs> um, so I, I first want to say that um, so Friday was the first day that, you know, the we so Flesh and Bottles and uh, Metal Fab Tokens, um, we both had a booth. Uh, it was under Metal Fab Tokens. And uh, so we had the T-shirts, we had the keychains, we had all the Metal Fab Tokens, we had... Um, some of the new cards that we spoiled on our last uh, podcast, uh, you know, everything under the sun. We even had a spoiler for the Rune Champ box that a lot of people are excited about. But of course, after in every big event, there is that exclusive resource coin. And boy, oh boy, on Friday, there was a line that went out of the venue itself. Um, just staying in to try to get this resource coin. It was insane. That was awesome to see. And then we got some very good coverage, um, you know, with a lot of the announcers like Tan Grace, uh, Dima Armada, uh, Flake coming over and, you know, getting their t-shirts to, to wear on stream. It was awesome. Um, uh, even Brian Gottlieb got one. And so, you know, everyone represented it very well and then, it had a little trickle effect because come Sunday, I think I was seeing the shirts go around all the time. So we sold like 82% of our product. Um, and yeah, we're definitely going to be at Nas Nationals, uh, all new heroes as well. Uh, Cause that was so much fun. So we'll keep that going for sure. So good. So good. Yeah, man. I had to hurry up and buy a shirt and like some of these keychains because like they're going to go away if I didn't do anything like it's true. It's and, true. And, and like to your point, like the line was snaking around the convention center just for just for their booth. Right. So like, yeah, you know, like, you know, hashtag blessed. Right. Uh, mm. But like it a lot of people you know it seems like they they really see the product um mm -hmm. that y'all are bringing forward and you know i think a lot of people do want to put their money into flesh and blood products so um the fact that you know flesh and bobbles and metal fab tokens have something that's unique in the space like really great to see because um you know there's something people have been asking for and they want to throw their money at it so i think y'all have yep. been you know seizing a really good opportunity and a means production here so really congratulations to 
all the hard work you, Cheyenne, and Brandon have been doing. So thank you for that, Eric. I appreciate that. No, thank you. Yeah, it's it, it finally felt like it was paying off on our end. Obviously, for Brandon, he's been successful from day one. I mean, <laughs> he that guy was on it. Uh, but yeah, it felt good on our end to finally get you know some some good good sales going. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was Baltimore. Um, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, I actually think I had probably the most fun out of all the the um, big venues that we've been to so far. Uh, I know the city gets a lot of you know gets a lot of flack, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get robbed, so that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, you're, you're safe. We're we're all safe. We all made it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, very. Uh, all right. Let's um let's move on. Let's uh let's talk about what we got coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so RTN season is literally right around the corner. Uh, Flesh and Blood is definitely in that. Pow 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 where we're getting big events after big events. Uh, so RTN season going to be, you know, either draft or CC. It is outsiders draft, not monarch draft. I thought it would be monarch draft since the nationals is going to be monarch draft. You think, think yeah. <laughs> but whatever. More outsiders draft, not a problem. That's a good set draft anyways. And then uh, the CC meta coming up as well. Um, yeah, it's just around the corner. Uh what are you guys doing over there in Montana to get ready for this game? Oh man, over here in Montana, I'm hopping on the computer to practice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Currently yeah. at the local skirmishes, we switched over to CC just to get some more reps. I know there's going to be a sweet little group of us that will rally over to Washington um, because Montana doesn't have that many RTNs. Sadly, Sneep didn't qualify for an RTN, which happens. Um, hopefully, the next yeah, season, next yeah, year. next season we'll get there. Um, so I think the first weekend. They're, we're planning on rallying over to Spokane because there's going to be one at, um, I forget the name of the store, coolest place ever, Sweet Homies. So uh, one of our buddies that plays, he has one of those huge passenger vans. And so we'll probably load up with like all 10 nice. of us and rally over to Spokane and oh, yeah. get a good little Montana Do a flesh and blood road trip. Literally, yeah. Last time for, um, we did a skirmish over there, whatever it was called. Um, and we were almost half the half the people. It was sweet. Um, so we'll do a nice little road yeah. trip. And then hopefully do well there. Um, and if that doesn't go well, we might rally over to Billings, which is in Montana. But um, I don't know if many people know about Montana. It's, it's a pretty huge state. I think it's the fourth largest out of the states. And that's going to be about a seven-hour drive for me if I go over to Billings. Completely <laughs> almost on the other side of the state. Still not the end, though. Um, so then I'll go to Billings if we don't qualify. And hopefully you meet up with some of the Wyoming boys from over there and then the Billings boys and see how that goes. Yeah, That's so good. so everybody watch out for these Montana mountain people. They're coming in. <laughs> yeah, they're, coming yeah, they're they're coming down off the mountains. Oh, man, yeah, I'm... they're they're going to your event. It's gonna take them seven hours, so they're gonna be ready to go. <laughs> oh yeah, we're right. prepared. <laughs> yeah, get some get some games in the van going. Oh, yeah. Podcast games, deck text is going crazy, right? See, that's, you know, something that I really like is like when the road to national season happens and, you know, these people, you know, we all get together because we want to compete, you Mm -hmm. know, go around and like, you know, these, these long drives, they, they get tough, but you know, it really just shows the passion that people have. So, um, yeah, you know, like really, really love to see that ignited in road to nationals. Uh, and you know, they've also announced the prizing for that as well. So yes, 
really really cool stuff i was wondering what they were gonna do because mm-hmm. like uh you know there's there's a lot of interesting things like last year we got the uh the iceland or cold foil Ooh, so like so hot this year um we also they wanted to continue that theme a little bit do that one of like cold foil for that first place so that's actually going to be the jubiles like spellbane i think is what it's called yeah 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 like yeah, kind of crazy this the is legendary a- sword that everyone uses i needed one right <laughs> Yeah, my emperor. <laughs> yeah, the emperor. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of interesting that they're doing that as like kind of one of those limited release, um, like hard to win promos. So really mm-hmm. kind of interested to see like how that kind of works out. And then like Same. on like the cold foil hero front, they're going to be doing Azuri and Riptide adult. That's versions, cool. Right. So I like that. That is the reason why that I want to go out there because I want to get both those Cold Foil heroes. I really do. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that they keep the Cold Foil heroes coming because uh, those are always fun to try to, to get. Uh, I, I joke with the Jubile, but I, I would want it. I mean, I saw, I wouldn't scuff at it. If I got oh, it, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, you play that. You play that, man. Like Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, and you know what? There was like some Dorinthia builds that were, you know, playing it like against like a Kano or Icelander because you get that free spell void. So, well, you know, it's not terrible, but uh, I'm interested to see if that sword gets played in their decks coming forward. I mean, we are supposedly, you know, I mean, a lot of things is kind of up in the air, but we are supposedly going to be getting a, um, like a new warrior in this Dust to Dawn mm-hmm. set. So, you know, maybe Jubil, maybe there's a reason why first place gets it, because maybe that's going to be the weapon you're going to want to have. I don't think there has to uh, be with this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Arcane is definitely going to, you know, play a big role. Uh, and, like, you know, something that we kind of haven't mentioned, haven't really gotten into a little bit, but, like, uh, you know, with Jubil also, like, being a main thing, you know, Icelander didn't see a lot of play at last Road to Nats, like, in a huge way. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, those cards that, that get, you know, released for first place, they they have been playable somewhat. So I, I wouldn't That's expect, true. yeah, I wouldn't expect LSS to, like, release that without it being playable. Maybe mm-hmm. with, like, these new, uh, I, I don't want to say Heralds, because really what they're doing is they're turning the Heralds into Archangels for this True. new set so it's like that's kind of interesting seeing that mechanic they're gonna have ward all that kind of stuff um so like i'm curious how like jubile kind of plays into those a little bit because like you know they're gonna be dealing some of that arcane damage um yeah can't run and hide from illusionist right so. <laughs> oh man yep, yep. yeah this yeah there's gotta be something right so yeah i i joke but i, I want that sword because oh yeah yeah i Oh, yeah. I, I'm specking. I'm specking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Roads Nationals just around the corner. Um, you know, one thing I kind of wanted to talk about with that is that, you know, you, we just got the, the Pro Tour um, and we just saw Oldham win it and we saw so many Alexis going around. We saw some Dromize. We saw the calling results as well, uh, with Dash and, you know, so on and so forth. But what I think one thing that's like really interesting when it comes to like RTNs and PTQs is that, yeah, that's cool as far as like what the meta looked like for the Pro Tour and the calling, but that doesn't really matter. It's really what your local meta is. 
And so it's interesting, like, you know, even though we just got these big tournaments and we get these big deck lists and these, you know, big results, you know, all that's all that's good and should be taking into consideration on what hero you plan to play and like your matchups. But like really what it comes down to is what's Jimmy going to be playing? <laughs> you know, what's what's uh, what's Sandra going to be playing? So, you know, it's you're really got to you know kind of pick and choose and. It's because of that that you know we can see you know certain decks like Bolton take an RTN or you know stuff like so that. Cool. So yeah, I, I really enjoy these season because it's kind of up in the air sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so. That being said, though, I'll probably play Lexi. <laughs> she's just she's just so fun and good, like you were saying. Uh, yeah. How about you, Jonathan? What are you, what are you feeling to, towards? Yeah, you know, uh, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. I think those Tales of Ari heroes are, like, a lot of fun. Um, you know, like, again, Oldham, Lexi kind of being my main areas. But, like, yeah. at, at the same time, like, I, I think Lexi has a lot going for her right now. And, like, the more and more, like, we talk about this deck, the stats only get better and better in, in like, my mind. <laughs> so, true, yeah, true. like... I like having that Briar Pocket pick. You know, that's that will always kind of be like one of those heroes that I, you know, I'm a little beholden to. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of curious to see if I'll I'll bring out that deck. But yeah, really leaning towards that. Those other tales are already here. I mean, but I, I got a question then because you played Azuri for the calling. Like, do you see yourself even thinking about Azuri at all for this season or for other people? Or what are your thoughts on that after the calling? Okay. So that's, that's a good question. That's a really good question, and like you know, you calling me out, I might actually say something controversial here. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so all like, right. <laughs> kind of curious what you think about this as well, Eric. But I think I think Arachne might actually be the better assassin. Oh, I like this. All right, no, let's break this down. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think Arachne's kit definitely uh, moves a little bit more towards blocking. You know, bring in those silver tokens and like really going off of contracts a little bit more. I think Arachne can also run like those Razor Reflexes and like Codex of Blood Rot. Um, you know, your uh, cut to the chase. Yeah, your your death touches. I think I think that as far as like that kind of contract level of playing, I think we've been seeing Izuri play it a little bit more. And like, yeah, Izuri's ability can make attacks like really sneaky along with those isolate um, stealth cards. But like, I think at the end of the day, Arachne does it just a little bit better. And, and like, I like yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it feels like as far as like the the play style and like how defensive it is, especially in this meta. I think it actually does kind of have a place. It's just whether or not like you you have the stones to like test it as a player, right? Because like it seems like Fair it seems a little bit of a risk, right? Because you have to be confident in assassin. But like I feel like the only reason people are hesitant about it is because it didn't have like a huge foothold when Dynasty came out. Mm-hmm. But like the yeah. more I look at the stats, these these cards and stuff that uh, Assassin was able to get, especially with things like uh, you know the frailty traps and inertia traps, um, those daggers are like really annoying and deadly to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's mm-hmm. a lot that the kit has going for it, and yeah, I just think it might be the better Assassin. Uh, but curious to hear your thoughts, Eric. Okay, so uh, I first want to say that. A good reason not to play Assassin in RTN season is because it's a hard matchup in the Dromai. And Dromais are oftentimes favorites of... Um, like, you'll see some Dromais in your local meta. It's almost guaranteed. 
Um, so, you know, if you feel like you can avoid them, all right, go for the assassin. If you feel like you're going to be facing them, okay, well, keep that in mind. It's a bad matchup. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as far as Arachne versus Uzuri, I actually really like that because I think I think that's a good point. When you see Uzuri's uh, running more uh, contract cards, it then does become, you know, what's the big difference? Uzuri can do that switch damage. But Arachne also kind of has surprise damage, too, with, like, the cut to chases and razor reflexes, mm-hmm. as mentioned before. Um, you know, he can't play razor's edges too well, but nor was uh, Uzuri. So, you know, in the same way that Uzuri had isolate into, like, a death touch, um, you know, Arachne has a death touch into razor reflex. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arachne blocks just as well. I think, as, as you said, Dynasty really kind of put a stink on Arachne, uh, as far as to general, I mean, you, you got a lot of assassin mains out there that, you know, respected and liked Arachne, but to the general public, it was like, well, Arachne is just not quite there. However, I think it's really was under like tested because like Arachne got Codex of Frailty, which is like one of the best cards right well, now. Yeah. And that's huge. Uh, Death Touch, I got another one. And the daggers, having more than just spider bite and having like a spider bite and, you know, like a scale peeler or, you know, what have you, that's just as big. So I think Arachne got a bump, but just, yeah, like you said, like people just don't have the cojones to really like go out and like try and. Yeah, they all got the same tools. They got the spreading plagues. They got your uh, plague hives. Like it's really yeah. interesting like i i really think that that play style like it lends itself to both assassins so the question must be asked who's the better assassin mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if i could actually say if Zuri has put up results but if you gave those same people arachne could they do it i kind of think they could honestly i don't think it's like one's up here and one's down here i think they're really more like this to be honest with you exactly exactly um, yeah no, I like that. That's a great question. Uh, Gabe, you're a, a Rackney fan, so I already know. No, <laughs> I do. Where do, I, where do you like? I do Gabe? like the whole um, the frailty because you go like frailty, um, <clears throat> codex frailty. Sorry, and then yeah, you yeah. know you bring back your leave no witnesses. You make them put something in their uh, bin, and then they go into the arsenal, and then you come in with your leave no witnesses, and then you take the arsenal card away mm. from them too, or take away their hand. Yeah. Assassin has it so good with Codex of Frailty. I think the ones that really that got like some of the best combos with that card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though they definitely put that card to work. That's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Ahead. Can I make a Can I make a quick prediction on this Road to National season? I think that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say something controversial again, just because like I'm on that high a little. Bit. I'm gonna join you, I think. So unless you're gonna say what I'm about, to, or I'm gonna say, go ahead. I want to hear it. I think Arachne's gonna get more living legend points this Road to National season than Azuri. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Okay, you know what? Here at the Winning In Podcast, we make statements. All right, and if you followed our last statement, we were a hundred percent correct. So <laughs> let this be known <laughs> that Arachne. <laughs> It's gonna get more love, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yes, yes. Dude, it's all you, though. It's all you. <laughs> like that, that, that pro tour prediction. Oh, holy crazy! Oh man. All right, can, can, yeah. Can we talk about it just a little? bit? I think bit? we need to go yeah, a little for Eric. Yeah. Yeah, you know, last last podcast, you know, uh, 
a lot of fun. I, you know, wasn't able to attend, but we were able to get Brandon Flores and, you know, get, talk a little bit of Metal Fab tokens. And, like, we made some predictions, right? So, like, um, you know, I think a lot of people had Oldham winning mm -hmm. and everybody had, like, a different person, right? So, like, yeah. I, I had Masiage, which, like, uh, w we were able to see him at the event. Just want to give a quick shout out to him. Like, really appreciate him. And uh, he was actually, you know, we talked to him told him these predictions he was a little upset and he gave us some of his uh poland tokens to us <laughs> yeah it's so like really really appreciate you know being able to to cheer on for him i wasn't able to see him myself so i was a little upset about that but i did get those tokens thanks to you know cool. uh, a teammate so really glad to see that but then on you know kind of continuing that uh you predicted michael fang to win I did. I, well, yeah, he was the one that I wanted to win the most. Yeah, because like I don't know, like I okay, I will I will say Michael Fink is like I'm I'm so happy he won because he really is like the biggest sweetheart. Because you know I I had I had two top eights, but I felt like no one knew my name, and he was one of the the guys that like it would be like, hey Eric, and I'm like, oh fuck, that's me, you know, like. <laughs> It's like, oh shit, you, you recognize me. And so it's like, I was, it felt really cool. And it, it, it always felt like super casual to talk with him. It didn't feel like, you know, like he just has an embrace to him. So honestly, it was, it was me really wanting that to be the case. Uh, now, obviously he's a very good player. So like, it wasn't out of the ballpark to, to vote uh, or, you know, pick him as the choice, but uh, yeah, it was it was a mixture of like wanting him to, and then yeah, he has the results to back it up. Yeah, this our prophet, you know, kind of measuring himself down a little bit. That's that's very humble of you, Eric. Oh. Very humble. Of you. <laughs> uh, I did talk to to uh, your guy, Gabe uh, Fino, <laughs> and he was like, "Why the hell did he choose me?" <laughs> but he did yeah, he did pretty well. I mean, he he ended. Yeah, he ended with a you know a good positive record, so uh, wasn't wasn't too well. <laughs> I, I love I love that we can kind of get behind these players, root for them, and like you know it really shows how strong the community is when we go to these events, talk to them, and like you know it's just a lot of fun, man. It's oh yeah, just, yeah mm -hmm. really cool. it is actually yeah yeah. I I think everyone's really approachable too. Um, obviously, some people are gonna you know, maybe make you a little nervous. I, our good friend, uh, Staxwell got to face up against Michael Hamilton and he'll be the first to tell you that he, he nerves got to him, you know? <laughs> um, but that's not to speak on Michael Hamilton's, you know, personal character, but you know, it's just like, you know, a lot of these players are super approachable. And even though, you know, some of them are like, you know, really good, you know, they're just, they're just regular guys, you know, and that's shows. It's really nice. Dude, I love it. Cause it's like, you know, in like the normal world, Michael Hamilton was like, not an intimidating guy at all, but like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know who he is and you sit across the table from him, like you're basically sitting across from like a mountain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so interesting. It's so cool in that regard. I love it. I love um, how, like, it, it's like we really do kind of embody the heroes we play, right? And it's like mm -hmm. Michael Hamilton, he is Icelander. And it's like, I do not, <laughs> I don't want to fight against an Icelander. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. But anyway, yep. like that, those kinds of things, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, just, I love that. I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. This community is great. Um, Okay, I think just the last little piece of information here we got is um, we have, well, first, 
first I told you that there is a uh, little controversial uh, thing that I wanted to say as well. <clears throat> All right, so we we know where road to or we know where nationals are going to be, except for you know States. the United States. One piece of information is we don't know where worlds it's going to be. We know it's going to be in Europe, but we're not sure where. Now, here is my hot take. Okay, I think that worlds was going to be announced that on that Thursday, as planned, it was going to be announced that it was going to be in Paris, right? Oh. But now you have all these these events happening in Paris. And so now LSS is trying to figure out, okay, you know, do we, you know, just withhold the storm and keep it in Paris or do we move it? This is just a conspiracy, but this is something I think might be behind the works and why we didn't get a world's announcement. All right, I heard conspiracy. Get out the tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tinfoil hat one for sure. Yeah, no, this I kind of like all that. going up my ass. Like, like, don't take this as serious at all. <laughs> um, That's decent. But yeah. Uh, okay, so the last piece of information is we have a on a, a ban restricted announcement that came out, and basically the only thing that really changed. Was go bananas gets banned from UPF? No, that's a sad day. <laughs> that that is the case. <laughs> that is the case. I mean, and now it makes sense. But really, the big one to talk about is is in Blitz drone of brutality gets unbanned. Um, now we have a video that is should be out by the time this is out of a deck that will take advantage <laughs> of that. Um, but I know that back in the old Ira Blitz days, drone brutality was a big thing. So Jonathan, you played in those days. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on this drone of brutality. Yeah. Kind of excited to see it back. I know the market has been like really, really crazy about this card coming back. The, the value of it has shot up like almost Mm. unexpectedly, I would say. Like, something I want to bring up is that, you know, they printed it in the first Belgium run, or first couple Belgium runs of Welcome to Wraith, but then when it got banned from the CC format and just Blitz format entirely, they stopped printing that card. So it's a short printed card. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. I didn't know, realize that. Yeah, in, in comparison... I just assumed I have three. Now I'm kind of wondering if I do. <laughs> yeah, in, in like, when we're looking at it, like, as a, a Welcome to Wraith Unlimited product, it is one of the shorter printed cards. Now, is, That's insane. as far as, like, how printed is it compared to the rest of Welcome to Wraith, I'm not sure what the number is, but it is shorter than other cards. So it's actually rarer than a lot of these Majestics that we're seeing, so... Wow. That that's why we're seeing the value pump up a little bit. But uh kind of excited to see it play. I was curious along the lines of like Briar playing it. Ooh. Because okay. Briar also has access to like rights of replenishment and like crown of seeds. So like I'm right. curious like a type a type of Briar that like is just gonna be there for a long time. They, they did say that the format, they plan on it to be a little bit more mid-range, um, and which is why they feel like Journal Brutality can help add to that instead of just being like this, you know, fast, like three to four turn format. So maybe you're onto something. Maybe that's right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that the, the reason why they seem to introduce it is because of like illusionist prevalence, because they believe that illusionist is going to be a little bit of an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this next split season. So, like, they're trying to get ahead of it by bringing out that Drone of Brutality, 
And uh, I, I don't know. It's like getting the gears turning a little bit, right? Because it's like, all right, like this card's back. How can we abuse it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, really, like it got banned for a reason, right? Like, how can we find that reason again? <laughs> um, <laughs> Gabe, what do you think? Um, I'm with you there, exactly, Eric. I'm excited for that one deck tech that you threw together. Well, go ahead, go ahead, and say, say it, so man. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Okay, yeah. So it's Eric's deck, not my deck. So like, all credit goes to Eric. Um, yeah, I mean, and wherever it's... he inspired it from, so on, so forth. But it's the no arrow, no bow, riptide, like defensive, just coming in with um, Jornic Brutality and block, block, block. And it looks so sweet with like Nourishing Emptiness. Oh. So you get a combo it with your Nourishing's always hit because Drone goes oh. back in. And it looks so fun. So I'm stoked for this card to come out so I can try that deck. Oh my goodness, that deck's going to be so interesting because like it already was interesting. Oh, <laughs> right. goodness. Uh, so I never. I never thought to run like something like Nourishing Emptiness in a Riptide deck, but like that, like it makes sense. It makes sense. It really does. Yeah. You just sit back with your traps and just ping them down and then you got your big attacks coming in. <laughs> it looks so fun. Yeah. I, I legitly think it could be like a part of the meta, like legitly. So we'll, we'll find out. Like that is a, that's like a, that's a deck that like, no one else can build that kind of deck. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's not something that very many people come upon. So it's like sure. being able to put your name on something like that, or, you know, like having a tech like that, I think is really interesting and like really creative, right? So like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so everyone yeah. keep an ear to the ground, right? This is a really interesting tech. And, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of people are behind it as just like it being kind of the new thing, right? Uh, yeah, it, I think it fits in pretty well, so I'm uh, I'm very excited for it. I'll say that. Definitely excited for it. Um, you know, I'm sure a little tweaking needs to be done, but, uh, you know, we'll have the deck list in this fucking video. Or, <laughs> we'll have the deck list in this video as well. I don't know yeah, why I cursed yeah. there. I didn't need to curse. <laughs> You're so <laughs> You're ready. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyways, we'll have the necklace in this video as well, so you can see it here and then, yeah, or at least the YouTube link to our other video. But yeah, yeah. check it out. Um, yeah, it's uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, I'm curious just to see, you know, where we're gonna see drone brutality. Uh, you know, it makes sense with Oldham gone because I could definitely see Oldham using mm -hmm. that and exposing it big time. So it makes sense that now that he's gone, it's okay to do it. And yeah, I'm very excited to see where Blitz kind of goes, because you know some of the some of the criticism was it was a little too fast. So if it's slowing down, you know that might be something good to keep uh, players playing in and whatnot. Definitely so find out. Uh, that being said, though, King is probably still going to be really good. <laughs> I'll just say that. Oh, this is true. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think, despite there being so much to cover, I think we covered quite a bit. Like, how, how do you guys feel? exceptional yeah yeah i think uh i think there was a lot of news but we were able to hit all the high notes so yeah yeah all right cool week. well i'm looking at it and we're like almost at 59 minutes so we might be able to get under an hour here i'm gonna close this out all right well just want to say thank you to both my co-hosts gabe and jonathan here thank you guys as always um it'd be super boring just me so i appreciate you guys <laughs> bringing in the extra content 
Thank you for those that are listening on Spotify and watching us on YouTube. Definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, I always say we get more and more views every time, and it's because of you guys. So I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, if you're working out with us, go get those pumps in. I appreciate that comment earlier. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just want to say thanks to, just want to give another thanks to all who came up and said hi. Um, and yeah, appreciate seeing you guys. I will always go by Sneep. I'm totally fine that being my second name. Uh, that being said, thanks again for watching and keep on fabbing.